We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Hey, everyone. It's Tony. Before we get into tonight's show, I just want to remind you once again to go to your favorite podcatcher, hit subscribe, and leave us a happy review. You know those happy reviews help us rise in the charts so more people can enjoy the show just like you. When you're done doing that, go to Facebook and Twitter and give us a follow and a like. We also have a new Facebook fan page where you can join the conversation about these shows. I would really encourage everybody to go join that group. If you want to be on the show, there's two ways to go about doing that. You can either email me directly at theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com or you can go to the website, which is theconfessionalspodcast.com. Go to the connection section and you can email me that way as well. I really hope everybody enjoys the show. I shoot the lights out Until it's bright out Oh, just another lonely night Are you willing to sacrifice your life? Staying in the shadows. It's called probing. Make sure things are all clear. Clear for what? For the rest of the night. You guys hear that? He's out there. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am your host, Tony Merkel, and once again, I am joined with my beautiful wife, Lindsay. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Good, good, good. Uh, I am excited to have you here, and we're just going to cover a few things before we get into today's show. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is just a little bit about the shout-outs. Uh, I started noticing that we're really starting to build up an audience you know, around the world, essentially, and I thought that was really cool because you know, we're only eight weeks into the show, eighth episode coming out right now. And, you know, we have people all over the world listening to the show. And so I just kind of wanted to give those people a shout out and not everybody, obviously, but I wanted to focus on two guys out of England. They uh, contacted us earlier this week. And I just thought it was really cool that we have, you know, people in England listening to the show. Uh, The first guy is Lee. And he just commented on the Facebook fan page and just said that he loved the show and that he's in the UK. And I just thought that was really cool. It was actually eye opening that, you know, we have somebody over there in England, listening to the show. I thought it was really cool, you know? Uh, And then a little bit later, John had reached out to us and he's also in England and he said that he loves the show and he listens to it on his way to work and it helps him get through his commute. And, and, you know, that's just, that's just awesome. I just love hearing the fact that we're producing a show 
that people really do actually enjoy listening to, and it actually gets them through their everyday life. And I just thought that was really cool. Uh, we also saw on the Facebook page there was people all over the world, and you know, if you want to run through some of those numbers, that'd be awesome. Yeah. This, so this is like Tony said. This is just based on our Facebook page. I mean, the podcast is playing on a lot of different platforms. We have a few different social media pages, um, but just from Facebook, uh, we wanted to just quickly shout out the the countries that we're seeing that are liking and following our, our Facebook page. Um, so United States of America, uh, we have Australia, the United Kingdom, Canada, Italy, Brazil, India, Malta, Mexico, and Bangladesh. There are our followers of the Confessionals podcast Facebook page in, in each of these countries. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I know that on other stats that I have from uh, blog talk that we actually do have people, I think it was in uh, Afghanistan or Iraq. Uh, there's people from all over the country or all over the country, all over the world. Uh, <laughs> the country listening. and the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the um, the most people on the Facebook page outside the United States? Where were they from? Australia, actually. Really? Australia? Yep. Oh, man. I was just about to ready to do a, uh, an Australian accent, but I am awful with Don't accents. Don't try it. Don't try it. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll just let it go. We don't want to insult you. <laughs> no, I know. I know. And that's what it'd be. If it would want, this is what it would wind up being. It would wind up being a mix between an English accent, an Australian accent, and probably an Indian accent. That's probably what it'd be because I'm awful at accents. So I'll just let that, you know, go where it's at. Uh, what are some of the other numbers for, um, you know, the, say the next two countries? Uh, well, the UK, which we already did a shout out to the UK, but thanks again. Yeah. <laughs> They're up there in the top two. Uh, and then also uh, Canada. Oh. Our neighbors in Canada. A? I got that one. Oh, no. All right. Okay. So that's, that's uh, you know, what I wanted to focus on a little bit with the shout outs and stuff. I just want to kind of, you know, share with people that we do have an audience that's growing from around the world. And that's just from the people that like our Facebook page. So it, it's really cool and encouraging to see. Um, I wanted to just take a moment to let you guys know that I really do appreciate the ones that are going on iTunes and uh, subscribing to the show and then rating and reviewing the show. Uh, you guys have no idea how much that helps us. I mean, it it helps us rise in those charts. And I know you hear it in my uh, intro before the show starts about it rising in the charts. And, and it's just so true. I mean, when you guys leave reviews and you rate it and you share it around social media, that like... There's analytics going on behind the scenes that iTunes is tracking and all these other platforms are tracking, and it really helps build the popularity of our show so they decide to put it in front of more people. And so I really appreciate you guys that are doing that, and I would really encourage you to continue doing it. And if you haven't done it, please, if you use iTunes, go to iTunes, hit subscribe, leave a review, a happy review. And, you know, share it with your friends. I just would really appreciate that. And um, you guys are doing a great job with that, though. I also wanted to let you guys know that I have no idea how this actually happened. I don't remember doing it, but I was re- I was recently informed by a listener that we're on Podbean. He told me that he found me on Podbean and he was listening to the show since episode one. And I said to him, how, on Podbean? Really? And he said, yeah. And I, I told him, I don't remember ever putting it on Podbean, but I must have at some point because I had to submit the RSS feed and all that. But I just want to let you guys know that's just another platform that we're on, which is Podbean. So if you're using Podbean, go ahead and look us up there. I'm sure it's a great experience. But here is what everybody wants to know. Who won Name That Segment? And we do have a winner. Lindsay, 
What's going on with Name That Segment? We do. So, I mean, immediately after our last show aired and we put out this announcement that we were going to let somebody um, from the listening audience name our new uh, Trending Topics podcast segment, we started getting emails with names. So that was a lot of fun to read all of your names uh, and to see those come in, you know, steadily throughout the week. Um, So what we did is actually read through everything and we picked our top three and we would like to list the top three so you guys know you know these are our most favorite ones and then name our final decision yeah go ahead so i'll let you do it okay you ready yeah okay so this person was actually again this is the top three uh this person that i'm gonna name first in no particular order they were the very first ones that that emailed us uh with their suggested title so that person is in the top three chris bowdry Hope I'm saying your last name correctly. And his suggestion was Cryptid's Corner. Yeah, I really like that one. I did. That was a good. That was a good idea. Mm-hmm. I like alliteration. That was a. That was a good. Yeah. <laughs> good pick. And then in the the next one uh, was Steve Westling. He's from Minnesota. Uh, his suggestion was speaking of weird. We like that too. Yeah, that that had I like the ring on that one. It's, you know, speaking of weird, uh, I just you know when I was listening to these names and stuff, I was just running them through my head as if I was introducing the segment for that week, and uh, I like the way that did you know ring in my ear. But uh, keep going. Okay, and then our third one that we also liked in the top there is from Cody Fisher in North Carolina, and his is trending from the fringe. Mm-hmm. So. We liked all three of those, and we had to choose one, obviously, and so we did. Now, Lindsay, roughly how many submissions did we get? Was it about 10 to 15, I'd say? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Uh, so, I mean, uh, 10 to 15 of you, we just narrowed down the top three, and the winner of Name That Segment, this name is going to be the name we use for the segment talking about current events in the world of weird Lindsay, who won it do we need a drum roll <laughs> i don't have that sound bite no. ready so okay. we're just gonna roll never mind it. okay so our pick for our new uh news segment of trending topics is cody fisher's trending from the fringe yes congratulations cody uh i think that is a great play of words and it just bounces good so from now on when we introduce this segment We'll be introducing it as Trending from the Fringe. And I hope, Cody, you uh, enjoy hearing that. And we are going to enjoy saying it. So uh, it was really fun, though. I really appreciate everybody that reached out during the week and shared your names and stuff. I thought it was just a really cool experience just to see how people are listening to the show and they're responding to the show. And uh, the creativeness that the audience has is really cool to see. So... There's that. Thank you guys for your help with that. And uh, we're going to be introducing one more thing here before we end this little segment here. Uh, Lindsay, we have another competition coming up this week. And I'm really excited about it because it's a giveaway. And it uh, has to do with, you know, the topic of tonight's show. And Lindsay, what are we going to be doing? Okay, so because we felt like we got a really good response uh, from this last week's segment that we had running, um, what we wanted to do kind of as a 
I guess a thank you to all of these people that are they're listening, you know, from everywhere. Yeah. We're actually going to do a book giveaway. Um, so if you're like me, you love books. Um, I love books. So I hope <laughs> I hope this is exciting for at least some of some of the audience listening here. Right. Uh, we're doing a book giveaway of a book called A Field Guide to Sasquatch Structures. The 50 Most Common Types in North American Forests. This is written by Christopher Noel. Mm-hmm. And what we would like to do for for this giveaway is from, you know, from right now when the show is airing to next Saturday at noon, what we'd like you to do is whether you are on Facebook or Twitter, share the confessionals website. So it's www.theconfessionalspodcast.com. So take that URL, share it via Facebook or Twitter, and make sure you hashtag it also with hashtag the confessionals podcast. Right. And the hashtag is very important because that's how we're going to be able to track whether you shared it or not. So when you share it, you're going to share the website, which is again, www.theconfessionalspodcast.com. And when you hashtag it, hashtag it, The Confessionals Podcast. And we'll be able to track who has hashtagged that. We'll be able to see what you shared. And if you shared the website and hashtagged it, you'll be put into the running for the book prize. What we're going to do when it closes at noon next Saturday, we're going to take the name of everybody via Twitter and Facebook that participated in this sharing of our our website page. And we're just going to do a drawing of a name. And then that that name will announce it uh, next Saturday night on the show. And you guys will get a free copy of this book. Yep. And we'll be in touch with you then to get your contact information. And we will be sending it to you wherever you are, whether it's in the United States or outside the United States. <laughs> or in States. Australia. Yeah. so We will get it to you. Um, but it's it's a really fun book to look through and stuff. It's not like a hard read. It's not anything like that. It's just a, a compilation of uh, tree structures that, you know, are thought to be of Sasquatch. And so there's just different kind of signs and stuff. And it's, you know, it's a quick read, but it's a it's a book that you can actually, if you're into going out in the woods and looking for signs of Sasquatch, it's a fun book to have in your backpack so that you can kind of refer to when you see different things out there. So I know um, one of the listeners of the show and one of my good friends, Don, has uh, looked through the book several times and he gave it to me to borrow. And then I got a few copies myself. And so it's 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 a fun book to uh, have in your back pocket while you're out there in the woods. So whoever wins this book, I know you're going to really enjoy it, especially if you're into the whole idea of Sasquatch, which I am. So, yeah. Um, well, that said, everybody, that's what we have going on. That's some of the uh, news and updates from the podcast end of things. Uh, next time, I just want to give everybody a heads up. Next time we do this segment of uh, Trending from the Fringe, we're actually going to have a special guest on that show. He is from England, and he has a YouTube channel where he talks about you know different things that are happening in the world that are strange and mysterious. And we're going to be focusing on a certain topic that he has about eight or nine videos of on YouTube. Uh, that's all the information I'm going to give you right now. But I can tell you, it's a fun guy to talk to. And I know you guys will enjoy hearing what he has to say about these things. Um, Tonight's show, tonight's show we're going to be getting into, it is a Bigfoot interview, 
we have Sean Abel coming on, and he actually saw a Bigfoot in Washington State on his property from, I, I think it was the torso up. And he has since then found tracks. He's heard things. He has some really great accounts to share with the audience today as far as what he has experienced in Washington State. So without any further delay, let's get into that interview. We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad you're able to talk to me tonight and stuff. You actually saw a Sasquatch, and uh, you wanted to share that story. And so basically... What I'd like for you to do tonight is just kind of like walk us through that experience, you know, uh, any, any kind of activity that you've, you've seen and experienced, I would love to hear about. So, you know, just walk us into that. Absolutely. Um, I live out of Dixie, Washington, which is right next to Walla Walla. Um, we're about seven miles up in, right off of Biscuit Ridge and Lewis Peak. We're in the bottom of the canyon. It's called Scott Canyon. Um, my first encounter or whatnot, um, I had four or five trail cameras set up because it was hunting season and I've been getting bears every week. I had about a dozen different bears that were coming through <laughs> and I went up to check my camera one day and one was ripped off the tree and I thought a bear had gotten a hold of it. <clears throat> no big deal. Brought it home. Went back up two or three days later to check my other one and I had a stick propped up at the top of it holding the camera out well the stick was moved to the bottom and was actually pointing up in the top of the trees so i thought that was really weird i thought someone was messing with me so i went to leave and went down the trail i came up and i looked down and saw the biggest footprint literally looked like a bare footprint but it was about 18 and a half 18 inches long and i took a picture of it and uh i talked to my wife and <laughs> everyone and most people thought I was crazy. My wife believes me, but anywho, that was my first encounter. And then uh, November 16th, we moved up the first week of November on our property. We're living off grid. And November 16th, I was dragging <clears throat> brush up to the top end of our property. I had a burn pile going. And I just had gotten back through the gate, and my little dog started barking really weird. And I thought our other dog had had a hold of it, so I looked at him and he was all by himself by the gate, and he was looking down where I just had come from, and he was barking really weird. So I started to head toward him a little bit, and right then, out of the corner of my eye, I saw something walk across the road, come from the little bush. And so I looked at it, and right as it darted off across the road, and it was a walking tall on two legs. And so I stood there for a minute trying to figure out what it was and what I had saw. And so I got a little freaked out, and I locked my dogs in my car. So I went down and looked where it crossed the road, and my last sight of it was the head was as high as my no trespassing sign. Well, that sign is about seven feet tall. So that was my sight of it, and it walked up across the woods, and I'd looked up where it went and got real freaked out. <laughs> 
So I'd gone back out on the road and my neighbor had come up the road. So I instantly asked him, is there anything in the woods up there that I should know about? And he chuckled and said that there is, that he'd never seen it, but he heard it. And that multiple people up and down the canyon have heard it. So <clears throat> I let my wife know what was going on. And uh, later on the night after I saw it, I had a big fire going on a pallet because uh, I was locked out of my, my camp trailer. <laughs> my wife's laughing, sorry. So I had a big fire going and I could hear it grunting across the road, probably my, the property is really steep and it was grunting, but it was grunting loud enough and hard enough that I could actually feel it. And I could hear it over the fire crackling and I was really bugged out. So my wife got home and we let that all settle down. Well, then we started finding random tracks crossing the road just above us going up into a little, uh, draw and there's a big den up there. I mean, pretty significant size den. So I set trail cameras up there and I've never gotten a picture of anything. The bear had totally left. Like I thought it was really weird because I had bear and cougar all spring and all summer long. But from the time that my trail camera had been messed with, I never saw another bear or cougar the rest of the year. So I, <laughs> I, I don't know where else to go with that. Um, later on, what was it? Uh, probably December, I walked up the road. We're the highest ones that live on the road. There's nobody above us. And I'd walked up the road about a mile, and I noticed a set of tracks on the other side of the canyon. On the bare side, there's no trees, per se. There's a couple openings. Anyhow, this track, these tracks went right across the middle of this field, and they were big. And I could tell from where I was at how big they were. And then it come to a timber thicket. And then they continued onto the other side. Well, about halfway through that other clearing, two more tracks came down to that one track and they all went to the next timber to, you know, to the next thicket of trees and only one set came out. And I told my wife about it. She got home at dark that night and I told her we were going to go back up the next morning and take pictures, but it snowed about eight inches on us that night. So I never did get pictures of those. Um, twisted trees. I've had uh, multiple twisted trees and logs put across my trails, like angled up to where they hit me right across the chest. Just really weird, odd stuff. My neighbors had big boulders that weigh 100 pounds put on his deck, and he's taken back down to the creek, and two weeks later, they'll be back up on his deck. So it's kind of, that's our experience in Scott Canyon. <laughs> I sound a little shaky because it freaks me out because I've been in the woods, you know, since I was 10 years old. I started hunting and tracking with my grandpa, and I've done it religiously. That's my passion. You know, I love to hunt. I love being in the woods. And I've always believed in Bigfoot. I remember as a kid going to Paul Freeman's exhibits that he had set up down at the local mall in Walla Walla. And I have just was infatuated with it. I've always believed in it, but never have ever seen anything. No tracks. Uh, never thought I saw anything, nothing funny until I moved up here in Scott Canyon and they're around us. I think there's three of them in there. The one I, the one that I saw, I do believe to be a juvenile because it didn't have the girth of what I would figure an adult would be. It was big, but it just didn't have the girth and it never looked at me when it crossed the road. It was kind of sneaking across like 
you know, if you're trying to sneak through your house without someone hearing you, it just, it moved really weird like that. And it just, it really creeps me out. <laughs> but uh, I've jotted all my stuff down, all of our encounters. I've taken notes, but that's up at our property. We have been snowed out of it for the last two months. Um, but yeah, it was dark in color. What I saw was, it was black, like a charcoal black color. It had shiny gray. It was just weird, weird, weird. <laughs> How long was the hair? Um, I would say probably four inches. Okay. If I had to guess. I mean, this, when I saw it, it happened so fast because it was on the move across the road. And the way the road, the way the road comes up, there's these bushes that are, um, rose hips and they're kind of tall along the edge. And I, I didn't see it until I got about halfway across the road. So by that time, and you know, it was only another step or two, it was already down into the timber headed across the Creek. So it happened so fast. I stood there for probably three or four minutes trying to justify in my head what I just saw <laughs> because everybody else had left a month ago, you know, all the summer folks had come up for their cabins and, Everyone was gone. <laughs> and I just, I still have a hard time believing I saw what I saw. <laughs> and my wife is scared to death for me to go track it because she don't want me to bother them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or she doesn't want them to bother you. <laughs> yeah, she, she wants to see it, but she's scared to see it you know, all in the same thing. Yeah. Because she realized how freaked out I was. And I'm six foot two, two hundred and forty five pounds. I'm I'm not really scared of much, you know, sure. especially in our woods. I'd, but that that really uh, touched me. <laughs> when it when it crossed so, yeah. the road, when it when it crossed the road, it didn't look at you at all, right? So you didn't see the face. Nope. Nope. I I saw just the about armpit up. Okay. And I didn't, it didn't like. It was moving like, like I said, it was moving like it was sneaking. It was really, it was creepy. Like it was trying to get through there without me seeing it. But where did it come from? There's a, our, it's really steep. The property is really, really steep right there. And there's draws that come down and it can't, it had to have come down that draw. And I was just right there. I mean, within two minutes, because it only takes just, you know, a minute or so to walk to the other end of the property. And so it had to have been there sitting there watching me <laughs> and it just, and I would have never would have seen it if my dog wouldn't have that bark. His bark is what caught me my attention. Cause it just, I'd never heard him bark like that before. When you, when you, when you saw it walking across the road and I think you said it was like one or two steps and it was gone Yep. in those one or two steps. And you said it looked like it was sneaking could you describe that? Was like, was it more like a glide? Was it, you know, very smooth or did it? Like... It was very, it was very smooth. And cause it drops down when the, at the edge of the road, it drops down about two feet. And like I said, it hit the road. When I saw it, it was on the road and maybe one step more and it was already headed down into the brush. And I stood there for a couple minutes, like I said, trying to figure out what I saw. And once I realized what was going on. It freaked me out. So I locked my dogs in my car <laughs> and I went back down there and I didn't hear nothing, 
I didn't, no smell, no nothing. I mean, it was totally dead silent. And then I backed out of there and my neighbor came up the road and that's when he told me that they've all heard it. He's never seen it, but I, I really think there's three of them up there from the tracks that I've seen. Yeah. Talk, talk about those tracks. I mean, you described them, but all right. So you said that you saw the one set of tracks and I think that one set of tracks you posted online. Cause I think I saw that, uh, cause it was a beautiful set of tracks and just the scenery around it. It was like a picture that should be on somebody's wall in my mind. Yep. But yep. so that set of tracks you said was by itself. And then somewhere along the line, two other sets of tracks joined that. Not that the, the tracks you're talking about were taken coming off of Biscuit Ridge, um, heading down into our Canyon. So it would have been heading, uh, basically like a Northeast direction. The tracks that I saw in December, the ones you're referring to, they were heading, well, wait, what direction is that? They were heading West. They were coming straight at my place down the Canyon. And, uh, like I said, I saw, I saw the one set and then I saw the other two that came down and connected to it, but they, the one, the main set was a huge, huge set. The other set, there was two more sets. Like I said, the one on the left that came out of the timber was bigger than the one on the right that came out of the timber. And they kind of did a teardrop, you know what I mean? They kind of circled around and they met up with that one track. And then they all three went into the timber and only one set came out of the other side. And it was just that big set again. Okay. So when they went into the timber, only the big set came out. So the other two theoretically stayed inside that timber. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Now, when you said about the, about the grunting that you heard, you said, you said you felt it, right? I felt it in my chest. It was the only thing I can describe to is I took my kids to the cattails, which is a lion place where they have wild lion or, you know, lions. And I heard one roar and I was standing right next to it and it shook my bones. That's the only thing that's ever come close to it. And that grunt, I could literally feel it in my chest. I was scared to death when my wife came home that night because we're living off grid in our 40-foot fifth wheel, getting ready to build this spring. When I let when I got home, I let my dogs out, and I locked myself out of the trailer. <laughs> That's the night I saw the Bigfoot. I, was, I have never been so scared in my life. I had a fire. I had 10 pallets on fire because it, when it gets dark and I can't, and it gets black as black can be. And I was scared. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. And then I heard it grunting. It grunted three or four times at me. All within a 45 minutes of, you know, when I saw it. And where I saw it and from where the grunting was coming from, it had moved it had crossed the, the road and moved up the canyon. Because when I saw it, it was at the lower end of my property. And when it was grunting, it was at the other above me. And I don't know if it was the same one. I I t- told my wife, I don't think it was the same one because the sound that was coming out of that thing, it, it had to have come out of something big. I mean, <laughs> it was big. It was deep. <clears throat> and I mean, just you could literally feel it. Wow. So it haunts when, me. When um, you say you felt <laughs> it in, the, in your chest, when you felt it in your chest, 
was it like a vibrating almost, or was it almost like oh, something yeah. that like you could feel on the inside? It was, it was just, it's hard to explain. I know. I could just, you could feel it. Like I could hear it obviously, but I could also just feel it. It was so loud and deep and it was, it seemed very, the grunt seemed very aggressive to me. It didn't, uh, like my, like I said, my neighbors say they hear them. They've heard them whoop. I've never heard, heard no hoops per se, but I'll never forget that grunt. Never, ever. <laughs> when you heard the grunting, how close in time frame was that to your actual sighting? Probably, it was all from the, it was within a half hour, 40 minutes, half hour, 40 minutes. The grunting, he did it the first two, the first two times was like, ooh, ooh. I mean, it was one right after another. And then I sat there and I was trying, I really started paying attention. And I know I heard it one more time, maybe two. But I mean, those are stand out probably 10 minutes after the first one. I have, <laughs> I just wanted my pistol. I, I felt so, un, I did not feel safe. You know, I had felt very vulnerable. Um, and all my guns were in my trailer. So all I had was my hatchet <laughs> and my dogs are locked up in my car. <laughs> so when you saw the Sasquatch cross the road and then a half hour later, you felt the grunting. It's, mm-hmm. it's very possible that there was more in that area then, because like you said, oh, when you felt the grunting, you, it almost felt like it was coming from two different locations. You saw the other one walk across the road in my mind, it, it it just it's hard to fathom that it was just one doing all that activity. That yeah, and like I said, just the sound that came out of that that animal, it it just sounded it sounded huge. I mean, whatever, it sounded big, and the animal, the Bigfoot that I saw, it was big, but it wasn't, you know, the gigantoid thing that most people think, you know. It was like, yeah, it was tall, six and a half, seven feet tall. But whatever I heard, it had to have been big. I just, I can't imagine. Yeah, because I mean, if it's seven feet tall, I know I've heard so many encounters coming out of your area. And a lot of people are saying these things get up to like nine, 10 feet tall. And so, I mean, if you're seeing one. If you're seeing one that's seven feet tall, to me, yeah, that would make sense that it's probably not fully grown into its frame. Now, when right. when you saw, now you just saw the upper half, but in, but from that, you were able to see kind of its frame a little bit. Did it seem like lanky or did it have muscle on it, just not really grown into its frame? It's, it, it seemed lanky, kind of like what a teenager would look like, like they haven't filled out yet. Um. It just didn't have any girth. Like it was skinnier, you know. If if there is such a thing as a skinny Bigfoot, it wasn't. It didn't look beefy, you know. Um, like I, the only thing I can re- go off of is the Freeman video, because that's. I mean, as a crow flies, that's only within five miles of my property. Wow. Basically, all all those sightings, you know, are within a five mile area, you know, it's right there. The biscuit Ridge, black snake, you know, Lewis peak. That's all right there. Um, so I just, I'd watched the Freeman video and the, that thing had girth. 
and it was huge, massive, massive, huge. What I saw was not massive, huge. It was big, big enough to scare me. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, that property clearly has history of activity then if the Freeman footage was filmed not too far away. Yeah, absolutely. They're in, they're in that Canyon. Wow. And I'm going to, I am, I'm onto something here and I will get a video or I will get it on camera. I'm too close. I've only, we've only, we've owned the property for two years. We've only been living there since November, right, honey? November. My first, like I said, my first track sighting was in October when I was checking my cameras and I've had multiple tracks. We've heard it. Um, and it, you know, this is all within a five month span. And I've been, I've lived in Idaho in the woods and Oregon in the woods. Never seen nothing. Never, like I said, never, ever, ever. They're there. <laughs> and I'm going to, yep. I'm going to catch it. It's going to slip up. I would love to see you get footage of it, man. I, I'm rooting for you. Absolutely rooting for you. Let me ask you the neighbors, the neighborhood. Uh, yep. From what it sounds like, it's a pretty rural area, the way you described it. Uh, mm -hmm. But the neighbors that you do have, do they openly talk about this? Um, the neighbor above me, Rod, um, he's a fellow from Tri-Cities, which is about an hour away. Um, none, of them have ever, none of them ever said anything to it about it until I asked. And I didn't ask until I saw it. Um, even when I saw the tracks. I kept that between me and my wife and my in-laws. I didn't, I just, I didn't want to share it because people, you know, like I talked to my brother about it and he looked at me like I was crazy. And, uh, so I just kept it very private. Well, then when I saw it, I started asking the neighbors and that's when the stories start coming out. Um, Rod actually bought the property because he went up to look at it when it was for sale and started walking up on the trails and he found, uh, two tracks a big set of tracks and a little set of tracks that were right in the middle of the big tracks. And he said, that's exactly why he bought the property. <laughs> really? And, uh, yep. And he, he's never seen it. He's heard it. He hears them, uh, rolling rocks down the, down this hill behind his cabin. Um, he's heard the grunts and he whistles. He said they whistle, um, which I, like, I, I know nothing about. Only thing I've heard was the grunt <laughs> and some other, noises but i don't know you know i can't say for sure what they were but uh he's seen or he's had his experiences um the neighbors down the road and these are all old timers you know in their 60s and 70s and the guys down the road they were all sitting in the shop drinking beer one night and it was screaming they said screaming um it was screaming at them and none of them knew what it was and it freaked them all out and uh who else Oh yeah. Um, the hunter, there's a hunting cabin below us and they were finding deer up on black snake that had been ripped. The hindquarters had been ripped off and they found three of them all in one day. And, uh, he's never seen it. His name's Kevin. He's never seen it, but he's been up on that mountain for 30 years and he's tracked it multiple times. He said he's never seen it, but he's got lots of tracks. He knows they're there which trips me out because I don't know why I happen to see it. <laughs> it's just, if it wouldn't have been for my dog, I would have never even looked down there.
I was just preoccupied with keeping my fire going and his bark is what triggered me to, I didn't know what was wrong with him. <laughs> right. You know, so, and then, but yeah, that November 16th, four o'clock changed my life. <laughs> it sounds like it, man. Absolutely. sounds like it. Now the, the neighbors, do they know that you're actively investigating this? No. Um, there's, uh, there's one set of, there's a couple that we just met here not too long ago that live down the road that are, um, realizing what's going on up there because they're having their own experiences, rocks being thrown at them. Um, they've been in, they, uh, hike up and down the road and I guess the woods will go total dead silence on them. So they, they started getting into it and they're, they're trying to talk my wife and I going to the, um, Bigfoot convention in Trace cities. But no, nobody knows I'm what I'm doing. I'm just kind of keeping that. Like I've talked to the Walla Walla Bigfoot people. Yeah. And they're not very they're not very responsive. I've, I've messaged the guy a couple of times. So that's why I got a hold on uh, Mike Freeman, is because I knew you know he knew something about it, and if not, he could get me in touch with people that you know took it serious. Sure. Because it's a real thing, <laughs> and they're here. And I've, like I said, I've been in the woods my whole life. I religiously, I spend more time, more time in the woods than I do out of the woods. And I've never seen nothing until I went up Scott Canyon. And they're there. <laughs> when, you, when you mentioned the guy before that said that he saw the tracks in the property, and that's why he bought the property... Do you know if he's ever tried casting these ca- these these prints or anything? Um, he hasn't. We um, we've talked about it. He he brought his phone down and uh, showed me some pictures of some tracks that were on his property, which looked exactly like the same exact tracks I had on mine, the big ones. And uh, so we talked about getting some casting stuff and messing around with it this spring. Okay. Yeah. When you when you do that. Just make sure when you make the the plaster material, make sure it's um, wet enough. I my for the first cast I ever tried making, me and Don, uh, we didn't make it with enough water. Came out real clumpy, and you couldn't really get any detail. So, just letting you know right. from what I learned, uh, use enough water. There's a whole science behind making the plaster. You can watch YouTube videos, and they'll help you do that. But uh, right, but yeah, that's that's yeah. really interesting, man. I'm excited to, uh, this is a freak year of snow. We had uh, a little over eight feet of snow at my house this year. <laughs> um, like I said, we got ran out of there about two months ago. Um, I'm excited for it to get out so I can get up in the woods. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've absolutely got to see it again. It's just, I've got to. So let me ask you, because of what you're saying here, that you have to see it again. Before you saw it, now you said that you, when you were a kid, you were interested in a topic and you would go to the uh, Paul Freeman exhibits and things like that. But yep. were, were you were you like this before you saw it? Because I hear people oh. people say that when they see it, they they get obsessed with it. Like for instance, Dave Groves, he has saw he saw a Bigfoot in Western Pennsylvania. Before that, he had no interest in the topic whatsoever, and now it's it's his main thing that he does because he saw it and it's like it grabbed him. You know, is that kind of a similar thing for you? Absolutely. Um, like I said, I've always believed in it. I never, 
I never went out looking for it or, you know what I mean? I, I just always believed in it. This is too big of a world for there, you know, not to be something like that. But when I saw it, that it, it changed me. It changed that my thought process on it. Um, it went from it, you know, yeah, I think it might be a real thing to, I know it's real. It's right there on my road. It's in my backyard. You know, I know it, it watches us, <laughs> you know, um, it really freaks me out. I'm not, I'm not so much scared of it. Um, it's just, it really freaks me out. <laughs> just knowing that I've been in the woods this many years and I've never seen nothing. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm 39 years old and I see it. And it really makes you think. Yeah, absolutely. When you first saw the first prints on the property, and I think you said you, you showed your wife, you took pictures and showed your wife. Did you have... Yeah. Did you have an idea what those what those prints were? Were you thinking Bigfoot at the time, or you were you thinking, "Hey, that's a an odd track"? When I first looked down at it, I went, "Jesus, that's a big footprint." It looked like a it looked like if I was to take my shoe and my socks off and I was to step in the dirt, it. But it was three times the size of my foot. I mean, it it was huge, absolutely. And like I said, I'm 245 pounds. I was probably 255 pounds, 60 pounds then. I stepped down next to it, and I don't leave no marks. So <laughs> whatever made that track had to have been heavy, heavy, heavy. And it was just, it, it looked like a naked footprint. It, I knew as soon as I looked at it, I was freaked out. Yeah, I'm sure. And I mean... I thought, then I thought, okay, well, someone was messing. I honestly thought someone was messing with me. I really did. <clears throat> and then uh, when we, when I saw it on November 16th, the next morning, my wife and I walked down, and I showed her exactly where I saw it. I had her stand where I was at. <laughs> I went down, and I stood down there. And she came walking down, and she was on the house side of the road. She looked over, and she goes, there's this track right there. And sure as heck, it was a track right in the mud. <laughs> so they, I don't know if it's just a natural crossing spot in that area, but they're definitely there. Was there ever a moment just, for your wife that she doubted you or did she just believe you right away? She was kind of doubted me at first. She, she's a have to see it believe to believe it. You know what I mean? Sure. But when she saw that, when she saw the track, when I, the next morning, it would have been November 17th. When she saw that track for herself, she found it. That's, I think is when it really kicked in that. And she knows that I don't get freaked out about much snakes. You get me freaked out, but I, this really, this really touched me in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. I understand that, man. But let me ask you another question here that I'm thinking you mentioned about your neighbors and how they've experienced things. I, th I think you said that they actually go to or they invited you to a conference. Right. Have you thought about asking them to come out with you to look for this thing? Because you said nobody knows what you're doing. 
Uh, right. Is there a hesitation to do that for some reason? Um, I just, I honestly think that I think that these Bigfoots are extremely intelligent. I think that they are way smarter than we are by far. I think, uh, the reason that we don't get them on trail camera, I honestly think they can smell them because I can get my trail camera, grab it and smell it. And I can smell the plastic. These animals are extremely intelligent. Their smell, their sight, and their sound is impeccable. So I think solo missions, if that's what you want to call them, I really think that's the best bet. Um, I can sneak through the woods a lot quieter by myself. Um, it's just, I think it's easier for the proof that that I'm wanting to get. I think it's going to be more successful if I'm by myself. Sure. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. And, and, you know, you, you brought up the smelling the camera, you know, I don't think I've ever heard somebody describe that. I've, I've listened to so many different people share their stories and what they think these things are. I've never heard somebody share the idea of possibly being able to smell the camera and that's how they avoid it. That's very interesting. Absolutely. Have you heard that from somewhere else or is that something that you kind of just came up with, you know, your own observations? That's my own observation. Um, Cause everyone, you know, now I've kind of come out a little bit to my family and, you know, my friends about what I've been seeing. They still think I'm crazy, <laughs> but they say, why don't you catch it on your trail camera? And I can smell it. Like I open my trail camera and I can smell the plastic. I can smell the batteries. It, you know, and it's, it's a strong smell. Um, and all my cameras smell like that. And they're all in the woods, you know, more out of the year than not. But that smell does not go away. And these Bigfoots, like I said, I know their smell, their hearing, and their sight is impeccable. They're not stupid. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you on that aspect of things. They aren't stupid. They can't be you know, just nope. some dumb animal walking around the woods. Like a lot of times nope. people will say, oh, well, you know, we see bear in the woods. We get clear pictures of bears. Why can't we get a clear picture of Bigfoot if it's real? Well, a bear isn't trying to avoid you like a Sasquatch is trying to avoid you. I mean, you know, generally bears don't want to be around you, but it's not like they're going out of their way intently to avoid contact with anybody else. And I'm a firm believer and the idea that if Sasquatch is real, which you know it's real, I've never seen one, so I say I believe it's real, but they have to be intelligent to the point where whether human beings are in the woods or not, they must live a seclusive lifestyle. Like whether oh, yeah. whether you're there or not, they their attitude, their actions remain the same. And what you're saying just confirms in my mind. I mean, I just I've never heard somebody talk about the smell of a camera, but that's a very unique observation that is, is very logical and real. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me. <laughs> you know, if I can smell it, I can just imagine an animal that, you know, relies on that for their, for, you know, their life, their smell, their sight, their hearing, you know, I, if I can smell it, I know that they can, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, all right. So let me ask you this question on the way out here. And this is a question I'd like to ask people. And because you've seen them and you're having so much experience 
right now and you and you and you really believe that you're hot on its trail and it sounds like you are like i i really believe if you keep you know putting this kind of effort into it you're going to see you know something pop up on on a camera or audio or something but when it boils down to it what do you think sasquatch is what do i think sasquatch is man that's hard to that's hard to say He's, uh, I, you know, I don't know enough about him, but this is all new to me. I I know he's not, he's not a man, (laughs) but he's not, he's not an ape. Um, he didn't walk, it didn't walk like an ape. It it wasn't really shaped like an ape, but it was shaped more like a man. So I, you know, that's something I don't know. And that's fine. That's fine not to know. In fact, I always encourage people, if they don't know the answer to something, just say, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I mean, everybody has their own theories and things like that. And, uh, you know, nobody knows, though. You know, nobody really knows. So I'm always interested right. to just hear, you know, what people think. And since you've seen it, you know, I didn't know if that would, you know, sway you one way or another as to what you thought it was. It might have been different if they would have looked at me or if I would have saw you know, more than what I did. Um, but like you said, I am hot on a trail. There's no doubt about it. He knows and I know, and it's just a matter of time. He's going to slip up. Um, this is what I do. I track animals my whole life. I've hunted and I've been successful, never not been successful. He's going to slip up and I'm going to catch him and I'm going to have all the proof I need. <laughs> and then, and then I'll be happy with that. You know, just as long as they're cool with us and I'm cool with them. <laughs> sure. You know, and I, I forgot to ask you this question before. So this is my final question, but I wanted to ask you, you mentioned about your neighbor uh, having rocks put on the front porch. Yep. What did they say about that? Do they have any other explanation other than Sasquatch? Do they think it's a Sasquatch? Tell me what they know about that. Yeah, he told me that he knew exactly what done it as soon as he pulled up to his place and saw the boulder. He called it a boulder, 100-pound rock. He knew exactly what had done it. So he took it back down to the creek, and he said came back up two weeks later with his fiance, and that same rock was back on the deck. And he told her, it's Bigfoot's doing this. Well, she thought he was crazy. He told me that um, they built a little pile of rocks you know on the one side of the creek down by the road and when he came when they came back up two or three weeks later that pile of rocks had been moved and restacked on the other side of the creek so (laughs) so yeah he, he he's in the firm belief that it is bigfoot then oh yeah he has no doubt he he has no doubt um after i saw it he came up uh, the following weekend. My daughter had come up, so her and I ran up to his place on the four-wheeler, and I told him what it what I saw. And uh, he kept saying, yeah. He goes, they're here. He goes, just the other morning, or no, just last week, when he was up, he, was, he could hear them breaking. He could hear them, he said, breaking trees in between my property and his property. There's a little draw. And it's really thick with trees, and he could hear them, and they're snapping trees. 
And I went up in there and there are snap trees. <laughs> so he knows they're in there. But he's not actively looking for them. Um, no, he, he doesn't actively look for them. He's, he's old. You know, um, he owns a truck, uh, truck driving company in Tri-Cities. I'd say he's probably 65. Just, yeah, about that. So he's older, but he goes up and drinks his coffee and listens to him. <laughs> hey, man, whatever floats your boat, right? Yeah, he says that's why he bought the properties. He wants to see it. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it it's bound and it's bound to happen. Um, I'll get it on camera. As much activity as I've heard the other neighbors talk about, and just from my personal experience, um, it it it's going to happen. It's going to happen real quick too. <laughs> Twenty seventeen is your year, man. Believe this it. Is my year. Yep. I just is. It's still shocking to me. I get goosebumps when I think about it. My voice gets shaky when I talk about it. Um, it like I said, it scares me. <laughs> but I gotta know more. Yeah, absolutely. And and the fact that there is so much activity on your property and around your yep. property, like and, and even you said, I mean, you believe that they avoid the camera. You know, they can smell it or whatever. You know, but you did say they're bound to mess up somewhere. And I just, I, I really hope they do. I hope they mess up and, you know, you're there to capture it because you're putting this effort in, you're passionate about it. And it's just, man, I'm telling you, 2017 is your year. I can feel it. I sure hope so because uh, it sure make my mind feel a lot better. That's for sure. Okay. I, I know I said the last question, but I got one more for you. Not a problem. If you do catch it on video or camera or whatever, do you think it would suffice a craving that you have to see it again? Or do you think it would drive you more to want to see it again on camera and just continue to hunt it? You know, <laughs> I've talked about my wife, talked to my wife about this. Uh, I've heard of people going just absolutely losing their mind. And that's all they focus on once they see it. Um, you know, the obsessed over it. <laughs> um, I have lots of questions about it. Like they're breeding, you know? Um, I remember Paul Freeman in a, in a video that I watched said that he saw three in the one area. I'm seeing three tracks in my area. Are they the same ones? I mean, is the, is the mother and father, the ones that Paul was seeing 20 years ago, you know, or it's just, there's lots of questions. So yeah, I will continue to look. <laughs> Tons of questions, not enough answers. Yeah. Yep. But I will get to the bottom as many as I can. Absolutely, man. Well, Sean, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, this was a great encounter story that you shared and you, you gave me a lot of information. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say on the way out? Um, just, you know, thank you for talking with me and listening to me. Um, you guys are clear across the United States from me, but you, I got your attention and someone to listen to me and that kind of understands what I'm seeing and going through is it, it's a good feeling. It makes me want to continue to get more information. I like having someone to share it with. It doesn't think I'm crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I definitely don't think you're crazy. And I think there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't think you're crazy either, man. So 
uh, you know, don't worry about that. Just be yourself and you know what you saw and, uh, continue, oh, yeah. continue to do what you do. I mean, you only live once. So yep. pursue your passions. Absolutely. All right, man. Listen, thanks for talking and I will talk to you later. If you have any other things to share, if anything else happens, feel free to get a hold of me. Absolutely. You're the first one I will get a hold of. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye. Well, that's the show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And Sean, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. You know, if only one person ever benefits from hearing your story, it was still well worth sharing. Sean's part of the Pennsylvania Sasquatch Research Group on Facebook. And even though he's in Washington State, he's still an active member in PSR. And for that, Sean, I thank you. You know, people, I really appreciate you guys connecting with me during the week and just really spending some time sending me emails, reaching out, telling me how much you enjoy the show. These kind of comments really help keep me motivated and keep me moving for the following week. So please don't stop talking to me. Please keep reaching out. Please keep giving me encouragement because all the encouragement that you share with me reflects in the show. So with that said, I really hope everybody has a great week. Take care. Check my camera one day and one was ripped off the tree. And I thought, a bear's gotten a hold of it. So I went to Lee and went down the trail. I came up and I looked down and saw the biggest footprint. But it was about 18 and a half, I think it was long. brush I just had gotten back through the gate and my little dog started barking really weird and right then out of the corner of my eye I saw something walk across the road and so I looked at it right as it started off across the road and it was a walking tall on two legs the head was as high as my no trespassing sign. Well, that sign is about seven feet tall.